Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Well, it was an interesting weekend for Herd fans. We're here to decompress and get set for ECU. Welcome into The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, for this Tuesday, September 5th edition. We're going to hear from Coach Huff a little bit later on as we get ready for ECU week. So that begins today, but we still have time to kind of decompress what we saw over the weekend. So if you still need to, yesterday we didn't have our normal therapy session. So if you still need a little extra therapy, we'll open up the text line this hour. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So that first half definitely didn't go the way we thought it would as Marshall went into the halftime trailing three to nothing. Second half, a lot better performance from the Thundering Herd. Give Albany credit. That team came out. Team had a little swagger to it. That team had a game plan. That team also had a pretty good quarterback. I was looking at the numbers again. If you weren't with us on Saturday night during our postgame, a lot of praise for Reese Poffenbarger. Kid could play. He was seriously a D1 level quarterback. That was kind of the impression we got after the game. He was 22 of 38, had 194 yards, also had a touchdown. And on the ground, on the ground, now he had to take some losses here. There were seven sacks. He had to take some losses, but. He had, before the losses, had 90 yards. Had 90 yards. 15 attempts for 90 yards. He only got the net 37, but still, he had that 54-yard run, that long run of his. It's a good quarterback. So the the good news here is Marshall got a test. That's the good news. The bad news is, for a lot of you, Marshall got a test against Albany. So we will decompress that with you this hour, and we'll do that with our text line at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got a lot to get into today with Coach Huff. We'll hear from him a bit later on in the program. There's a lot happening tonight, especially big soccer matchup tonight, Thundering Herd number Five in the country. Number five in the country. Didn't that, I think they jumped, didn't they? I think they jumped since um, the poll came out. But it's a top-ranked matchup. Number five, Marshall, taking on number eight, Pitt. That is coming up tonight, 6 o'clock. Going to be televised on the ACC Network. So if you've got the ACC Network, you can watch this one. Marshall, get this. Marshall has, in its last nine contests, given up just three goals. Going 6-2-1 and one in that stretch. And they're undefeated this season. They are... One of 11 programs to not concede a goal during this season. Now, of course, three games in, but still, they have been pretty tough. And there's some some things that come with being pretty good so far. First of all, the Sun Belt's doing well in soccer. That's a good thing. And we've got, I think, one of the more competitive schedules coming up for the Thundering Herd, but there hasn't been really a moment yet where you've thought, hey, you know what, Marshall might get a challenge here. I hope Marshall gets a challenge only because I want to see this team tested, but 
We haven't seen that yet, and that might be a good thing in itself. I still want to see a little bit of a challenge. Hopefully Pitt will give them a challenge, but at the same time, Marshall comes out on top. I can want both, sort of like what happened against Albany on Saturday. I wanted Marshall to get a challenge, but come out on top. That's what Marshall did. Got a challenge, came out on top. So how are we feeling? Are we over that now? Is the hangover kind of eased up a little bit on this, or are we going to have to maybe break this one down a little bit more? We will. We'll get Coach Huff's comments about what the team learned, what we saw. He'll talk a little bit about trying to find guys that can basically play base football. He did acknowledge when we talked to him earlier today that there were still a lot of things they've got to work on. I know that was brought up on our post game on Saturday. He always mentions we got to clean that up. Well, he talked about some things that they got to clean up, they got to work on. So we'll get into all of that. We will also talk about this week's opponent, ECU. So that's all coming up in this hour. We'll get you updated on what's happening with the men's and women's soccer team. So some good stuff happening there today. So I want to get into that, but I definitely don't want to gloss over Coach Huff's presser today. So we'll do that and We'll get your text in. We'll do that. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. So other than the Marshall close call, how was your weekend? Labor Day weekend, of course. Last long weekend in a while for a lot of us. And, of course, we got football season ramping back up. Thursday night football with the NFL beginning. And then, of course, we're going to have... Another full slate of college football. The NFL on Sundays, finally. That's going to be back for a lot of us. I'm excited. We're going to have a full weekend of football action, Saturdays and Sundays. And you know what? High school on Friday, too. So, really, Thursday night football, Friday football, Saturday football, Sunday football, Monday football. With Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you know what? It, it should basically, here's how it should work. It should basically be football seven days a week. And that will happen soon with Conference USA and max schedules. But five's enough right now with Thursday being the starting point, Monday the ending point. I, I guess we need to have a couple of days off from this stuff. But I'm excited for all that. But we'll get into Coach Huff's comments here in a few minutes. We'll get your comments as well. And the text line again is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Can't wait to hear from you as we get ready for ECU. But first up, we put this one to bed. Marshall against Albany. We'll get the postmortem when we continue. We'll hear from Coach Huff on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You've cut back on everything and you're still coming up short at the end of the month. Give your local State Farm agent a call for a free discount double check. They'll show you how something as simple as combining car and home policies can save you hundreds of dollars a year. Being there to help keep more of your money is why your local State Farm agent is here. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In Huntington, John Garton, 304-525-1116. In Barbersville, Marcia Slater, 304-736-6100. And in Cerrito, Aaron Billups, 304-453-4600. Turn dead ends into possibilities. Get $100 via reward card or virtual prepaid card. $70 tire rebate plus $30 bonus rebate. After online submission with the purchase of four new select BF Goodrich all-terrain or performance tires. All other new BF Goodrich passenger, light truck, or UTV tires qualify for a $50 reward card or virtual prepaid card. Offer valid August 30th through September 9th. See bfgoodrichtires.com slash promotions and rebates for full details. BF Goodrich, what are you building for? Copyright 2023 MNA Incorporated. All rights reserved. Call TikTok Tire today to take advantage of the Savings. TikTok Tire, 2102 3rd Avenue, Huntington. Metro Community Federal Credit Union has been serving the Huntington community for 70 years and is proud to announce our newest location in Lavalette. We look forward to bringing the residents of Wayne County a modern banking facility, a full range of services, advanced technology, expert financial advice, community involvement, and even a smart coffee kiosk cafe. Learn more about Metro Community Federal Credit Union online at Metro Community. FCU. FCU.com. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. 
Working Man Store in Huntington. Check out the biggest inventory of scrubs in West Virginia, featuring brands such as Jockey, Dickies, Wink, and Cherokee at the best price. Working Man Store has one of the largest selections of big and tall shirts, jackets, and jeans in the area. Working Man Store is the king of blue jeans with Levi's, Dickies, Carhartt, Lee, and Wranglers in sizes up to 72. And Working Man Store has the best selection of men's work boots and casual shoes anywhere at the best price. Working Man Store. Open every day at 140 Fifth Avenue or online at Working Man Store. Now is the time to add on a new bathroom or remodel your old one with the latest up-to-date bathroom fixtures from Mutual Wholesalers, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Come in today to Mutual Wholesalers' beautiful showroom and see how your new bathroom will look. Check out Acre by Max. Have a new bathroom this year. Mutual Wholesalers, locally owned and operated, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Call 304-525-9118. Stalwart Insurance is the name for insurance in the tri-state. They are committed to delivering tailored benefit solutions with thoughtful, strategic planning with valuable professional services. Stop by or call Stalwart Insurance for your homeowner's insurance needs. Stalwart Insurance is located right beside Kenny Queen Hardware on Route 10 in Barbersville. Call Stalwart Insurance anytime at 304-552-3883. That's 304-552-3883. Or visit them online at stalwartinsurance.com. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. As a volunteer, you deliver a hot, nutritious meal and a friendly hello to someone just like your mother, grandfather, or next-door neighbor. These seniors are inspiring people with incredible stories to share, and they love to see you. The smiles you get back are priceless. Delivering with Meals on Wheels is easy, and you don't have to drive like me for it to be quick. You can volunteer your lunch break once a week or just once a month. With one in six seniors facing hunger and many more living in isolation, your lunch break can make a real difference. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at iwanttoberecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Tuesday edition of The Drive here in ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm already getting the predictions in. You guys want to fire that up? We can do that this hour. Texters wrote in and said, Prediction, Marshall 31, ECU 17. Ali has a field day. Honestly, I'm not arguing about our bye week being this early in the season. Go herd. Yeah, you know what? You think about that, there might be a little genius to that. After, after the Albany game, I'm okay with that. You go in, you take on a very good ECU. If you think that... Getting that bye week early is a bad thing. I'm okay with this. Especially after talking to Coach Huff today, there were some things that he went over with us. He talked to us about as far as learning about his team. We're in a situation now where the transfer portal has changed the entire dynamic of the team from year to year. The fabric of this team is always going to be different because you get players that are leaving, and then you have players that come in. Now, used to be it was seniors would graduate, and then you would replenish that with your recruiting class. And, of course, you would always maybe pick up a player here or there. It wasn't unheard of to have someone maybe transfer over, sit a year, then play. All that's done now. So the team could be 40, 50 new guys. I'm going to say on average, maybe 30 or so new players a year that completely changes what you're trying to do here. And not all of that's going to be through recruiting where they just work their way up in the system. you know. And some recruits 
can play right away. Some you got to work into the system. But now you're bringing players in from the transfer portal that have played elsewhere. You're not necessarily filling up your entire roster full of high school players that are going to be with you four or five years. So this is the big problem. You're going to have to adjust and adapt quickly when you're trying to figure out what your team is all about. So when we talked to Coach Huff earlier today, he recapped a little bit about the game, said that the team really, or at least the coaching staff, and the team too, learned a lot about itself. Got a chance to watch the film from Albany, learned a lot about our team, which was really good, which was kind of the plan going in. Learned some things about some of the new guys, and I think that's, it's easy to say, hey, you got new guys, and I think, you know, every coach in the country is probably going through this transfer portal-wise. Just what do you learn about the transfer portal guys? You know, we got 30 of them, you know, and a lot of them, for whatever reason, did not play a lot at the other school, um, so they don't really have a lot of game reps. What we saw is their effort was good, their energy was good, but as the games went on and the snaps they had to take, their technique and fundamentals and eye discipline and those type of things start to kind of waver. So what does that allow us to do? That allows us to go back and really emphasize the importance of preparation. You know, it's one, I know I always say that, how hard we prepare and you got to practice well. But there's one thing about going out to practice and going through the periods and doing what coach tells you to do. And it's another thing of preparing for an opponent and applying those techniques, applying the film study, applying the leverage, applying the, the blocking, all of those things. And I think we were able to kind of point out some of those things. We made a cut up of four or five practice plays from each guy, and then we put it with the game clips. And we said, hey, you're doing exactly what you're doing in practice, but you kind of get the, oh, well, it's practice, or I'll get it right in the game. And, and trying to emphasize to those guys our process of preparation. That was big. The process of preparation. And you got to go through a game. you got to go through practice is practice, right? We all know practice is practice. You practice to try to get it right. You try to practice so you know what you're doing on game day. You go through all this practice so game day is easy. So a lot of these guys going through this whole system for the first time, the first time playing with Marshall in a game day situation, it's a lot different than practice. So coach said that the players were receptive to the process. A lot of them were very, all of them were very receptive. A lot of them kind of were like, wow, I never heard that before. Um, you got to remember with this transfer portal now, a lot of times kids come in, they're four stars, five stars. And because there's so many four and five stars in the room, if you don't pick it up right away, they move on to the next guy, they get you caught up in the spring. And some of these kids decided, hey, I'm going to move on. And they really never got a chance to get, quote unquote, coached or developed. So I think it was really good. I think um, the team was really uh, receptive to the way we approach things. Um, a lot of positive from the game, um, a lot of a lot of negative or things we got to get cleaned up. Um, we try not to waste an opportunity, whether it's success or failure. Um, and I think when you go back and you look, there's a lot of times in that game where we're doing some things that we did not do consistently last year. And then there are some times where some of the guys that probably erased some of the mistakes that aren't here anymore kind of showed up. There you have it. Things to clean up. A lot of it wasn't the excuse, but there was a cycle that you were trying to get through where this is the first time out for a lot of players. Now, we saw a little bit of a change, at least from the first half to the second half. First half, not a single score. Thundering Herd went into the halftime shutout. Albany was leading three to nothing. Thundering Herd would come out in that third and trade touchdowns, 14 apiece. Fourth quarter, Marshall would get the touchdown to take the lead and to win the game with. But coach was asked, what was the biggest change? What was it? What was said in the locker room? What was the change coming out from what you saw in the first half to how this team performed in the second half? We did some things um, to give the guys a chance to show us what they could do, right? I mean, if you can't run base offense— it doesn't matter what game plan we come up with. If you can't block the guy in front of you, not hold, keep your hands inside, call the right combination. If we can't run base offense, I mean, we could draw a hundred plays up in the sand, but if we can't do the basic stuff, right, we're going to struggle. And that's what we were trying to figure out. We had some guys who had been here a while. I think, you know, Brian Robinson on the first play, he was one of the guys he's been here a while. He's had a phenomenal camp. Okay. Well, in practice, if I yell holding the offense boos me, if I don't yell holding, the defense boos me. So we get it. I mean, we get in a game, and you, he was one of the guys we went back and looked at. I mean, he's, he's a guy that's a physical blocker. 
Well, because sometimes he is a physical blocker, he's got to kind of know, okay, I got to get my hands inside, when to let the guy go, when not to let the guy go. Well, in practice, if I say you're holding, everybody boos. Well, it shows up in the game. So, again, instead of trying to figure out, okay, can we call this certain play and throw the ball 100 yards down the field? Yeah, we can do all that. But if we can't play base football, none of that matters because what's going to happen? We're going to call this perfect play and we're going to go around the Melbury Bush and throw an 80-yard touchdown. Somebody's going to be holding. That's base football. You know, we're going to you know, line up. Somebody's going to jump offside. That's base football. So, again, when you got a brand-new team, which we're – a game in. And that's why I said Albany knew what they had. So Albany could put a legit game plan together to say, hey, th- so one of the examples, Albany was a big third down empty team. Like that was something that we walked into the game saying, hey, if they get to third down, they got a really good quarterback. They want to spread everybody out and kind of, you know, put some people in space. They didn't run empty once. So Coach Seymour asked, the, you know, coaches there, well, what happened to empty? We didn't think he would block you. So, again, you can have a great game plan, but if you can't do the base stuff, they didn't think they could block us, so they didn't go empty. So, again, we can have a great game plan, but if we can't do the basic stuff, we're setting ourselves up for failure down the road is what we were trying to prevent. Base offense, base stuff, trying to find guys. And he expanded on that a little bit more. He talked about just trying to find those guys because he says that the plays are going to work. If you can find guys that can run the plays, that can execute the plays, the plays are going to work. You just got to find the guys that can actually run the plays. We think we've got a really good idea who we are. That has nothing to do with the production. The plays should work. You can call quarterback sneak 10 times in a row. And if everybody executes their job, you're going to move the ball down the field. So sometimes the, the play calls get a little bit over exaggerated. But if you play base football and you can get 11 guys on both sides of the ball executing their job, the play is going to work. And that's what we were trying to find out. Obviously, as we got into it, we found out more about what our guys were comfortable with, what Albany was trying to do based on what they've seen from us. So we were able to come out in the second half and have a little bit more consistency. <clears throat> but in the first half, we were just trying to figure out who, who can play base football. Like, let's not fool ourselves. Now, we could have went out and found a way to you know, put up 60 points. And then we'd go down here to Greenville and we'd get our face smacked in because you still got to block that guy. You got to tackle that guy. The long run that broke out for 70 some odd yards at the Albany quarterback had two guys were supposed to have their eyes on the quarterback. Both of them are playing the dot. That's base football. And that's not a knock on those two guys. That's again, they get in the game, they get excited. They want to go make a play. And so that's what we were trying to figure out who can play base football. We should have had two guys on him. He might not even have survived the night. Should have had two guys on him, and the other eight guys would have had to dive. Both of those guys try to go tackle the dive. Well, that's what's going to happen. I would have rather that happen and learn from Albany with us coming out with a close victory, and then rather than go down here to Greenville, and then you guys are like, well, what happened? You beat Albany 66 to... Yeah, but we didn't know who we were. Marshall did not know its identity. And that run that coach was referring to, that was part of a 75-yard drive. Six plays, 75 yards. And Reese Poffenberger broke off a 54-yard run in that drive. 54-yard run. And Albany goes up at that moment 17-7 to over the thundering herd. And at that point, you thought, wow. This might be this might be it. Who knows? And then Marshall would go back and answer, and then Marshall would get the winner. But fifty-four yard run by that quarterback, Reese Poffenberger. The kid's good. He is absolutely legit. So still trying to find a little bit more about this team, right? Just trying to find out. Coach said that there is still a lot of work to do, but he also said that this is a team in. He wasn't trying to make excuses. He wasn't trying to take away from anything. But he he points out that even though there's a a lot of work to do, that this team should have more consistency. We should have been able to have a little bit more consistency. But the things we found out really have helped us understand who we are, who can do what. Some guys only have a certain play rep count right now. They can't get once they get past a certain amount of plays, their minds start to spin too fast. So all of those things. Um, Obviously, I get it from the fan perspective. 
Um, they showed up and that was phenomenal. Probably the biggest crowd since I've been here. Really good job. Um, I know that they would, they want to see the scoreboard lit up. Awesome. I agree, but I want to see wins. That's my expectation is to win. Their expectation is to show up and they did and we won. So it's a great Marshall day. Now, did we win in flying color fashion? Half the teams in the country would trade places with us right now. Trust me. Ask the teams that played last night. They would love to trade places with the one and oh barely victory hurt. So, um, but don't get me wrong. I'm not overshadowing the fact that we got a lot of work to do. We, we, do, we do have a lot of work to do. We got a lot to improve on. Um, but I'm not going to make our guys feel like we lost the game because we didn't play up to the standards of Vegas or Thundercast predictions or whatever else that may be. So. And I'm glad he didn't call us out. I'm glad. Seriously, I'm glad he didn't call us out. We were making some predictions, weren't we, the other day? We were seriously. I mean, some of them were 46 to 3, 38 to 13. Some of them were a little higher. Some of them were a little lower. I'm just absolutely glad Coach didn't call us out on some of those predictions. So, Coach, at the end, calling out a few places. Marshall gets the win. Coach is about wins. Yes, you want to win well. You want to win consistently. And the key word is you want to win. So, yes, it was not the score we all wanted. Brand new scoreboard. You want to see that thing light up a lot, right? 21-17, the final. We'll move ahead. We'll start talking about ECU. And we'll do that with Coach when we continue. Plus your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now m save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Upgrade your home with quality appliances including Criterion, KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, and Amana. Get a stainless steel fingerprint resistant dishwasher, refrigerator, microwave, and electric range with the Whirlpool Appliance Suite and save over $1,800 after sale price and 11% rebate. Good through September 10th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Now is the time to add on a new bathroom or remodel your old one with the latest up-to-date bathroom fixtures from Mutual Wholesalers, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Come in today to Mutual Wholesalers' beautiful showroom and see how your new bathroom will look. Check out Acre by Max. Have a new bathroom this year. Mutual Wholesalers, locally owned and operated, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Call 304-525-9118. Our Kindred Communications family of stations reminds you of the need for blood donations to the Red Cross. Blood is always needed. It may save your life or the life of a loved one. This reminder is brought to you in part by Marshall Orthopedics, the region's leader for advanced orthopedic care. MarshallHealth.org slash orthopedics. Classic Jewelry and Loan, Route 60 in Barbersville, your gold and silver headquarters. Voted best in the tri-state. Primitive Inn, Country Home Decor, Primitive Farmhouse, Curtains, Flowers, and more. Fireworks all year round. U.S. 23 Greenup. Hey, Tri-State. Frank's Place, formerly Centers in Saints Bar, is under new ownership. Stop on by and check out Happy Hour from 4 to 6 p.m. and other daily specials. If you're a sports fan, they have what you need. Coming up from the NCAA Tournament, Major League Baseball to the XFL. And listen up. If you're a first responder, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials they have for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza next to Fratelli's. Check them out on Facebook for weekly updates and specials. Frank's Place, your home away from home. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. I do have a favorite child. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. My life coach has a terrible life. Find your mattress at the actually really seriously best sale of the year for real at Mattress Firm. Save up to $700 on select Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets, plus a $300 gift toward pillows and more with fast free delivery. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. You've cut back on everything and you're still coming up short at the end of the month. Give your local State Farm agent a call for a free discount double check. 
They'll show you how something as simple as combining car and home policies can save you hundreds of dollars a year. Being there to help keep more of your money is why your local State Farm agent is here. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In Huntington, Jeff Smith, 304-781-1234. In Milton, Eric Dodson, 304-390-4515. And in Wayne, Vicki Tabor, 304-272-5149. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with our Tuesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is open. It's 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. We've been recapping a little bit. The Marshall victory over Albany. Thundering Herd getting the win. 21-17. 1-0 on the season. Coach up earlier pointed out that half the teams in the country right now would like to be Marshall and 1-0 with its come-from-behind victory over Albany. A lot of teams would like to be in Marshall's position right now. Well, the Herd would like to move to 2-0. And to do that, it's going to be a tough test this week because the Thundering Herd on the road going to face off against ECU. Now, the quick scout on ECU is, as far as how this team looks, they've got a two-quarterback system. Coach talked a little bit more about that, even pointed out that they are aware they're going to prepare for both quarterbacks. Not going to be a problem, right? A very formidable opponent. Uh, Coach Houston's done a phenomenal job um, since he's been there. They play really hard, um, tough, physical um, football team with a lot of talent offensively. Um, last year, they were one of the top offenses in the country. Um, this year, they returned some of those pieces. The quarterback um, is doing a really good job for them, uh, Mason Garcia. Um, they're playing two guys right now, so they're both having some success. We're preparing for both of them. Um, very similar in styles, different from last year or different from last week's guy. Um, they're a little bit more stand in the pocket, strong arm, athletic, um, more of the Tebow body, if that would make sense. More of the um, you know six four, six five, two hundred forty pound guy with a really strong arm um, that can run. Not necessarily a scrambler or a guy that's going to pull it and go sixty, but a guy that can pull it down, step up in the pocket, and get six and lean into a guy for a first down. So. Uh, we're preparing for both. Um, the backup, um, Alex Flynn, a little bit shorter, but still a bigger, stockier guy with a really strong arm. The one thing you see from this unit offensively is um, their offensive system is in place. You know, the, the the system they run is really consistent. You look even when you look at last year to this year, their 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 play design and what they're trying to do, areas they're trying to attack the field um, is really consistent. So they do a really good job there. Coach Huff pointing out. Tebow-like quarterback. So this should be a challenge for the Thundering Herd this week. So that's the early scout on the offense. Question was asked of Coach as far as playing this team. Haven't seen him in a couple of years. So how different is Marshall from the last time these two teams met? We're 180 different. You know what I mean? I, I We went back and just looked um, at that film and – we probably couldn't name four of the same plays that we ran, that we're running now. Um, I think if you remember, Tim Cramsey was, um, you know, the offensive coordinator then. We had Grant, we had Willie, we had Gaines. We were a different group. Um, we were more that first year we were here. 
I was more trying to keep the same system in place so we could kind of keep the hit the ground running rather than starting over. Um, and then as the years that went on, we've kind of morphed a little bit from that. Um, so we're, we're not not very similar at all. We kind of went back to look at it to see if they were similar. Um, somewhat. They've changed a little bit on offense um, and they've changed a little bit on defense. You know, they've added you know one or two coverages, but similar. Um, their coordinators have been in place, you know, the duration. Um, ours have kind of changed over. So we're kind of evolving, if, if that makes sense. Um, but for us, it's other than the fact that we wore green jerseys and, you know, black pants, we're, we're probably night and day different scheme wise than what we're doing. That was interesting. You go back, look at how you were a couple of years ago, and you can't even recognize but maybe four plays from your current playbook. You couldn't really name those plays. So the Herd's changed a lot, so it should be a different contest. Hopefully, Thundering Herd can go in and win this game. But at the same time, you hope that your offense will put a lot more points on the board, 21 points against Albany. I know had some of you concerned Thundering Herd's got to go up against a really strong ECU defense. Coach broke it down for us. And then defensively, um, multiple group. Um, they're going to pressure, stunt, move often. Um, they try to create a lot of confusion up front, try to create a lot of edges. Um, their guys are aggressive. They're fast. Um, we just got information back from um, the conference that their player who got ejected number five last week um, they reviewed it and it was not targeting. So um, that's good for him. Not that, you know, you want anybody to be out, but you definitely don't want someone to be penalized for something that wasn't um, wasn't as clear or as, as, I guess you would say, distinguishable on the field. So glad that they were able to get that cleaned up. Um, but they're a really good group. Coach expanded on that a little bit later on. Really thinks that, that unit is going to be a challenge for the O-line. Yeah, you know, what they do defensively really challenges offensive lines because there's a lot of single blocks, you know, because of their pressure, their slants, their angles. Um, they force you to kind of block guys singly. You know, obviously you love to get combos and double teams and work up to the backer. Um, but because of the way they angle, slant, stunt, and they play different multiple fronts, a lot of times it's, you know, a guard on a, on a, on a three-tech by itself because the backer has moved and now the center's got to pull off. So we've been working with that. You know, our O-line is going to have to do a really good job. And one thing that he pointed out is, um, you'll hear this, Trent Holler knows a lot about this team, but at one point, I think I got the vibe from Coach that it really wasn't that much help at all. Trent Holler, you know, knows a lot about these guys. Um, I asked Trent the other day, I was like, you remember anything? He was like, Coach, to be honest, no. I was like, well, what help are you? Um, <laughs> but again, you just, I mean, kids, you know, I mean, he's been here two years now, so the, the transition's different. Um, but they do, they do create a lot of issues up front, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that probably is a little bit different from, from two years ago. You know, they weren't as aggressive up front as far as kind of pull, pulling guys off blocks and making you kind of singularly block guys up front, if that makes sense. So we're going to see an aggressive defense on Saturday against the Thundering Herd. We'll have that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. How do we feel going into week two? Can the Thundering Herd bounce back offensively? Defense, I thought, was fine. Gave up a couple of touchdowns in the third. But, again, we heard from Coach earlier, there's got to be some guys on this team that can play base football, know where they need to be, stay home, stay where you need to be, play base football, you talked about. So, hopefully, as they say, or at least he says, they'll clean that up. Got to clean that up. Hopefully, that's going to happen for Saturday. And we'll find out together right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. When we continue, we got a lot to talk about. Soccer coming up tonight, 6 o'clock, taking on Pitt. That's going to be a big top 10 showdown, so we'll get into that a little bit more. And a couple of honors coming the herd's way. We'll do all of that when we continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. 
Stalwart Insurance is the name for insurance in the tri-state. They are committed to delivering tailored benefit solutions with thoughtful, strategic planning with valuable professional services. Stop by or call Stalwart Insurance for your homeowner's insurance needs. Stalwart Insurance is located right beside Kenny Queen Hardware on Route 10 in Barbersville. Call Stalwart Insurance anytime at 304-552-3883. That's 304-552-3883. Or visit them online at stalwartinsurance.com. Glockner's annual Ultimate Tailgate event is here, and you can make the buy of the year with special event savings and Glockner's lowest live market prices on the season's best inventory. We make it easy to shop because we never inflate our prices in hopes of winning a negotiating contest. No tricks, games, or hidden fees. Plus, get a cash offer for your trade above current market value in less than 15 minutes during the Ultimate Tailgate event. We make it easy at Glockner.com. Metro Community Federal Credit Union has been serving the Huntington community for 70 years and is proud to announce our newest location in Lavalette. We look forward to bringing the residents of Wayne County a modern banking facility, a full range of services, advanced technology, expert financial advice, community involvement, and even a smart coffee kiosk cafe. Learn more about Metro Community Federal Credit Union online at metrocommunityfcu.com. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. We interrupt this radio broadcast to bring you a special announcement from Huntington, West Virginia. It is reported at 11:30 a.m. an unidentified flying object, a UFO, believed to be alien in nature, descended upon the Ritter Park Amphitheater in Huntington. We're live on the scene to describe the developing activities. Oh my! Something or or someone is emerging from the UFO. I think it's. It, it's, it's Funkle Sam. Yes, it's Funkle Sam of the MFB. Let's see if we can get a word. Funkle Sam here with a funky message from the aliens of peace, love, and funkiness at Funktofest 7. Funktofest is an all-ages, family-friendly music and arts festival occurring all day long. Saturday, September 16th at the Ritter in Huntington. Featuring Jocelyn and the Sweet Compression, the Kind Thieves. Shalim, and many more. Get your tickets now at FunkTheFest.com. Sponsors include BMD Media, Vandalia Digital, Kindred Digital, and Graphic Solutions. Bogo, Bogo Wing Blitz. Oh, what are you doing? I'm practicing my order for the Marshall Hall of Fame Cafe. Bogo Wing Blitz. What's a Bogo Wing Blitz? It's the best play in college football, baby. Marshall Hall of Fame Cafe, college game day, Bogo Wing Blitz. Every college football game day, buy one jumbo traditional wing and get one free plus three dollar domestic tall drafts go go wing blitz at the marshall hall of fame cafe on the corner of fun and third avenue in downtown huntington Hey, Tri-State. Frank's Place, formerly Centers in Saints Bar, is under new ownership. Stop on by and check out Happy Hour from 4 to 6 p.m. and other daily specials. If you're a sports fan, they have what you need. Coming up from the NCAA Tournament, Major League Baseball to the XFL. And listen up. If you're a first responder, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials they have for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza next to Fratelli's. Check them out on Facebook for weekly updates and specials. Frank's Place, your home away from home. 160,000 kids stay home from school every day for the same reason, bullying. This is Dale Lee, president of the West Virginia Education Association. Bullying impacts nearly one-third of all students every year, but parents, educators, and concerned adults can make a difference. It takes just one caring adult to intervene and help stop the bullying. Victims need an adult that will listen, will stand up for them, and most importantly, Show them that they are not alone. Bullying and cyberbullying have far-reaching effects from a decline in academic performance to physical illness, depression, or worse. Help us create a safe, bully-free learning environment for all students in West Virginia. One caring adult can make all the difference. Take the pledge to be that adult at nea.org slash bullyfree. A message from the West Virginia Education Association. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Tuesday edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is open for the rest of the hour. It's wide open for you. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. 
Big week ahead for the Thundering Herd, taking on ECU. Already starting to get some score predictions. I've yet to see anyone pick against the Herd, so maybe that's going to be a continued trend here. But a couple people are already picking the Herd, wanting to get their predictions in early. You can do so as well. Again, that text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'll go over under here. Over 21, under 21. Will the Herd score more than 21 points, or will the Herd score less than 21 points? That might be an interesting question. I honestly think the offense is going to pick up a little bit. I know it's going to be night and day. ECU is going to be a much better opponent. I think Albany came in with a really strong game plan, had the advantage of having a week under its belt. Also, Marshall learning from that experience, going up against an opponent for the first time. Now, you can say that every year you're going up for the first time when you open up, when you play your first game, you're going up against someone for the first time. So almost every team has these issues here. But to give Albany credit, they had issues, I'm sure, week one. They worked those out a little bit more. A little bit different team than what you were expecting. And later on in player interviews this week, yeah, there were a couple acknowledgments that maybe overlooking Albany just a little bit. I hate to hear that was the case. But at the same time, if you realize you overlook an opponent, you still get the victory, but you realize, okay, maybe we shouldn't have overlooked this team because we almost lost to them. And it would have been bad to start the season off 0-1 with a loss to Albany. No disrespect to Albany, but it would not have been, I think, the way to go if you're trying to impress, you're trying to make a concerted effort to win that Sunbelt Conference championship. This game wouldn't have killed you in that regard, but if you want to be one of those top teams at the end of the day, you got to beat teams like Albany. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Good crowd, by the way. 25,101. Good crowd for the start of the season against Albany. What'd you think? Was the scoreboard all it was meant to be? Did you enjoy the new sound system? Did you enjoy the fireworks after the game what was about game day that maybe you liked a little bit better than before was there anything that you'd like to see done different i mean i think the scoreboard once the herd management tech crew everybody gets the hang of it it's a brand new piece of equipment so i think once they get the hang of it and know how to use it a lot more i think it's going to be super cool as it stands resolution really nice to watch the game on that It was bright. It was vivid. It was time for the old scoreboard to be replaced. This was really a nice upgrade. And I caught myself now and then looking over at the shoey just to see the old board over there. And I'm not sure that I want to go look at the shoey board anymore. If I'm going to look at the board, I'm definitely going to go for the one in the end zone, the big monster, the Herdzillatron, what I'm going to call it. Almost wants me, yeah, part of me almost wants the old scoreboard on the shoey to go away. I almost would like to see that go away. Now, I don't know what their total plan is for the shoey, but I think I would like to see a different style of scoreboard, maybe. Maybe that one that's over the shoey. Something similar, just like a smaller version of the of the big one. I think that would be cool as well. I know they got some plans as well over there. They got a lot of plans. And, you know, so far, firework display, a lot of fans dug that. And the new scoreboard definitely was a lot bigger than what we're used to. A lot brighter, a lot bigger. Hopefully, game day atmosphere continues to improve. A few things we need to talk about before we call it a night. First up, heard volleyballs on the road taking on EKU that's coming up tonight at six o'clock so Ari Agnes and her squad back in action looking for a way to to get a bounce back for this thundering herd team now a couple of good things happening today for the thundering herd we're getting more and more into the soccer season and Marco Silva 
named the first Sunbelt Conference Men's Soccer Offensive Player of the Week. Also, you remember when we had her on the program? Alexis Wogamuth? Named Sunbelt Conference Women's Soccer Defensive Player of the Week again. Second time in the first three weeks of the season. She's Defensive Player of the Week. She leads the Sunbelt Conference with 24 saves and four shutouts. Her 960 save percentage tops the league and is ranked seventh nationally. The Thundering Herd looking strong, absolutely looking strong on the women's side. I love to see that. Absolutely love seeing that. So good stuff. Heard in action tonight on the men's side, taking on Pitt. That's going to be broadcast on the ACC Network, 6 o'clock. Hopefully the Herd can get that win and maybe move up those rankings a little bit more. Texter writes in, after the second watching, only two passes went beyond 10 yards. One interception, one thrown. Luckily, not to be an interception. Only one slant in the middle of the field. It was behind the receiver. There was only one legit quarterback on the field, and it wasn't ours. So a little criticism of maybe the way that quarterback play turned out for the Thundering Herd. I'll still take the win. I'll absolutely take the win. We kind of talked about how, and I know you might not want to hear this. Anybody still doubting this? Albany had... A solid defense. That is strong defense. Fancher for the game, 28 of 35, 268 yards, one touchdown. He had a long of 27, you know, on the stat line. Had the interception, as you mentioned. But at the same time, I'll take the win. I'll take the win. And one of the things that I think stood out is you've got to see a couple of players really stand out more and more. Charles Montgomery, I thought that he looked good. Kay Conley looked good in that game. Both of them had multiple receptions. Montgomery had six receptions for 81 yards. Kay Conley had seven receptions for 79 yards. And I get it. And I get it. And I know I'm looking at your text line right now. Yes, the long was all yard after catch, but do you want to throw it down the field all day long or do you want to get the ball in the hands of the receiver that can make plays? You can have both. You can absolutely have both. And that's the great thing about this program is the text line, we can can go back and forth all day long. But I'm... I'm not going to be the guy that really dumps on Cam Fancher. He was, I think, I think he was playing the game plan the way he was told to play the game plan. And we might see more of Charles Montgomery. We might see more of Cade Conley. We might see someone else step up and have a pretty good game. But that's going to be week two coming up. Marshall ECU. We'll talk about it all this week. I appreciate you today for joining us. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, We're going to have a jam-packed show. We're going to have our final call in from the Charleston Dirty Birds this season. Eden Douglas is going to join us on the program. And we're also going to have a conversation about what's coming up this week for the Thundering Herd. Lots of things that you might need to know about, you might want to know about. And joining me on the program tomorrow will be Ryan Crisp. So we've got a full show tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.